felt like that when you're driving? That's not a good feeling, is it? Uh, that kid should not have been driving. Uh, he was under the influence of something, right? Um, believe it or not, that video ties into my message. I'm going to talk more about it in a little bit, but welcome again to, to Fur Road on the, the first uh, official Sunday of fall, right? That's a good thing, and we even got some cooler weather the last couple days, and, and so... I like it. I was ready. I, I'm, I'm tired of melting, and I'm not one that in a month's going to be complaining it's too cold. So, um, bring on the snow in my yeah right. Yeah no. Um, so we're wrapping up our series today on the Holy Spirit, and I, I hope you guys have enjoyed this series. Uh, today we're talking about living a spirit-filled life, and uh, you know what that looks like, and. Uh, in other words, kind of just living a, a life of being completely led by the Spirit. And so in week one, we talked about some of the, the foundational aspects of, of the Spirit and, and just getting more comfortable with who the Spirit is and, and what He does. And week two, Jordan talked about the power uh, of the Holy Spirit and, and what an amazing thing that is. And then last week, uh, we talked about spiritual gifts and how every person in the body has a, a gift and, and every person is important to the body of Christ, uh, but we have to be willing to be used by God. And so the Spirit does not force us to, to do anything that we do not want to do. And, and then, like I said today, uh, we're going we're gonna to talk about this idea of being uh, filled uh, with the Spirit. And so uh, I think you can, you can have the Holy Spirit as a Christian, but not allow Him to completely lead your life or... or uh, you know, just to fill your life. And so I think to be filled with the Holy Spirit is to, to fully allow the Spirit to, to control li- your life, to, to lead your life. Um, now let me say this. And, and we look at Scripture, uh, you know, it talks about the Holy Spirit all the time throughout the Bible. But I, I think we actually see two different types of being filled with the Spirit. There are special times when God gave an extra measure uh, of the Spirit uh, to, to people. Um, uh, in the Old Testament, you see that there were special times and events where the Spirit came on people. But even in the New Testament, uh, there were times when there was a special filling of the Spirit. If you look in, in Acts chapter 2, um, we, we often go to this passage, but uh, we read that you know all the, the people, were, they were, the disciples were gathered in the upper room, and it was the day of Pentecost, they were filled with the Spirit, and Peter went on to, to preach the to the crowd, and there was three thousand conversions that day. But, but then Acts four eight, 
we, we don't have any indication that Peter was, he had lost his previous filling with the Spirit that, that he received on the day of Pentecost. We read that he was filled again just before he spoke to an, a, another crowd. And so it was a, a special anointing for a special task. Um, later, when Peter and John, they gathered with the church to, to report about their arrest, it says that after they all prayed, they, they were filled with the Spirit, um, so that they began to speak the Word with, of God with boldness. Okay, so that's kind of a special time, special filling. And then you see the same thing with, with Paul. He was filled with the Spirit just after his conversion uh, with Ananias spoke with him, so he had the Holy Spirit in him. Some years later, on his first missionary journey, when he had to confront Elamus, the magician, says he was filled with the Holy Spirit for that event. Um, and so I think the thing to think about is that the, the Holy Spirit is not confined to living in Christians. Okay? He is also working in other ways. So, so if the Spirit wants to work in other ways, He's allowed to do that, right? Because He's God, and God can do that. And, and so He's you know, p- part of the Trinity of God. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. And so we need to keep that in mind. For our purposes today, we're talking mainly about the everyday living of being filled with the Spirit and what that looks like. Okay, um, There will be times when we might pray for a special anointing of the Spirit, or we're praying for Carl Junction, God, just bring your Spirit on this community and, and start a revival. And, and that, So that might be special things that we're praying for the Spirit. But on a day-to-day basis, uh, we want to live with the fullness of the Spirit in our lives. Okay? And so that's what we're talking about. So here's our key passage, Ephesians 5, 15 through 18. Let's take a look at that. Be very careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. Do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled with the Spirit. Okay, be filled with the Spirit. What does that mean? Um, let me say, first of all, debauchery, it's not, that's not a word we normally use in everyday conversation anymore, but let's just describe it in the general sense, which is immorality, and probably more specifically sexual immorality is what it's talking about. Um, and there's no doubt that drunkenness often leads to sexual immorality, but, but I think there's an interesting comparison here. He compares drunkenness to being filled with the Spirit, and so... You know, just I think we need to ask the question, why, why did he use that comparison? Well, when you're drunk, you are under the influence of alcohol, right? Okay, it, it's controlling you instead of you controlling yourself. Um, and obviously in our video at the beginning, those, those kids were just tired. They, they were not under the influence of alcohol. They were under the influence of needing sleep, right? So that's what was going on with them. But instead of using the argument, I drive better when I'm drunk, they might have said, I drive better when I'm tired, right? Um, But in real life, if someone gets pulled over who's been drinking and the officer says, have you been drinking tonight? And they say, no, Ossifer, I have not been drinking. (laughs) Okay, you know that they are under the influence of alcohol. They, They don't act normally. Um, the alcohol is a bad influence on them. And some of you could tell some stories here today about that. And we won't make you go around, but just try not to smile right now if that's you. Yeah, I know. Um, we, we all have our past, right? 
But there are good influences and there, there's bad influences. Parents, there might be some, some of your kids' friends who you would prefer your kids not to hang out with that very much because they are what? Bad influences, right? You might have some people that you know, even some of your friends, that uh, when you're, you're around them, they, they tend to kind of drag you down and, and uh, maybe even kind of toxic to you and, and they're, they're a bad influence on you. Um, but you guys probably also have some people in your life who, who are really positive influences. They, they've been a good influence on you and, and uh, they're role models for you. And, and you can look at that and see the, the positive influence. And, and many of you have been positive role models, positive influences on other people. And so being under the influence, it, it can be a, a good thing or a bad thing, depending on what it is. But to be filled with the Holy Spirit means to be under the influence of or controlled by the Holy Spirit. Uh, and, and this is a, a good thing. This is a, a good kind of influence, not a bad influence. And, and, and actually, if you look at the literal translation of the, the Greek here for be filled in our passage, um, it's a, a continual thing. Okay? It's not a one-time thing. To be, to be filled is a, a progressive work. And there is continual filling of the Spirit. It's not just a, a one-time event. It's not like a, a one-time big meal of the Holy Spirit and, and you're good to go. Um, you guys ever ate a, a huge meal and, and you ate so much that you're just like, oh, I am never going to eat again. Right? You ever said that? You know, after, Whatever, after Thanksgiving or whatever. Uh, and then the next day, do you eat again? Yeah, you're hungry again. It's like, how could I be hungry? I just ate 12 pounds of food yesterday. Uh, and it, but, but it happens. It's just the way our body works. It just keeps, we just keep needing food. And, and you know, I think that's, that's the way it should be. It is with the Holy Spirit. It's just we, just we need this continual, ongoing filling day by day of the Spirit to daily be filled, not just on Sundays. Um, so how do we do that? How, how do we live... A spirit-filled life, and so let, let's look at a couple things. Uh, they're on the back of your bulletins if you want to follow along. But first of all, be filled with the Word. Okay, th- there's a verse in Colossians three sixteen. It says, "Let the Word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom." And in the Greek wording of this passage is actually very similar to our Ephesians passage. And so about being filled with the Holy Spirit. So they're actually considered parallel passages. The difference is that in this passage, it's saying be filled with the Word. In the Ephesians passage, it says be filled with the Spirit. And so I think we can reasonably conclude that to be filled with the Word is to be filled with the Spirit. So they're equal to each other. And so we need to continually fill ourselves with the Word and it will help us be filled with the Spirit. Does that make sense? So a guy named H.A. Ironside described the connection like this. There's an old rule in mathematics that things equal to the same thing are equal to one another. If to be filled with the Word is equal in result to being filled with the Spirit, then it should be clear that the Word-filled Christian is the Spirit-filled Christian. As the Word of Christ dwells us in us richly, controls all our ways, as we walk in obedience to the Word, the Spirit of God fills, dominates, and controls us to the glory of the Lord Jesus Christ. I think that's good stuff. 
So since one of God's primary ways to to speak to us today is through His Word, the Bible, in order to be filled with the Spirit, we need to be filled with the Word. Okay? Um, The message of Jesus Christ. They go hand in hand. So to live a Spirit-filled life, we need to be filled with the Word. And then we need, to be, we need to yield to the Spirit. We need to yield to the Spirit. Here's what I mean. On our own, we tend to just kind of go down whatever path uh, that we think we should go down. Oftentimes the wrong path. Our sinful nature tends to kind of lead us astray. And, and so you know, if we see a, a yield sign on a road, that usually means, okay, stop. If there's another car coming, you, know, you need to wait for them, right? Um, it's kind of a caution thing. When we yield to the Spirit, we're saying, okay, I- I'm yielding to you. I- I'm waiting for you. You're going to show me where to go. Okay, I'm not just going to go forward without knowing what the Spirit would have me to do. And so, Romans 8.5 says this, Those who live according to the sinful nature have their mind set on what that nature desires. But those who live in accordance with the Spirit have their mind set on what the Spirit desires. Okay, so left on our own, we, we, we would probably go one direction, right? And, and it's, not, it's not the right direction. But if we're living in tune with the Spirit, we, we hear it saying, no, no, Dan, okay, turn around, go the other way. That's a hard thing to do sometimes. It's easier said than done. It's like a, a husband admitting to his wife that he took the wrong turn, right? Uh, yeah, we don't, we don't like to do that. Okay. No, no. I, I really, I meant to go ten miles out of the way. I, I heard there was, you know, the road closed up there. So, yeah, or, or whatever. Guys, don't we don't like to to admit uh, when we do things like that. But to be filled with the Holy Spirit, we need to yield to the Spirit, and then let the Spirit be our guide. Okay, kind of a similar thing here. But Galatians five sixteen says, "So I say, let the Holy Spirit guide your lives." Then you won't be doing what your sinful nature craves. Okay, right? Same line of thinking here. To live a spirit-filled life, you need to let that spirit guide you. And a lot of times, people, you hear about people getting lost in the wilderness, and they get out there and they wander around and they go in circles, and you know they they just get turned around, and so they needed a guide of some kind, even if it was just a compass, to guide them. You know. If you go into that same area with a, a compass or with a, an actual human guide, you know, then you can enjoy everything. You're not lost, and, and, and it's just a beautiful thing. You're out in God's creation. Life is good. If we will let the Spirit guide us in, in our life, we're going to have direction and meaning. Okay? So sometimes it's like we're wandering around. I don't know what, what I'm going to do. But we're not saying, okay, Spirit, guide me. In, in what you want me to do. And it might not always be the easiest path or even, even the safest path, but it is the best path. You can count on that. A Spirit-filled life is the best path. Okay, so how do you know if you're doing this? You're, you're trying to do these things. Uh, are there any kind of ways of knowing if you're being successful at having a Spirit-filled life? Um, First thing is, is this. Ask mature believers how you're doing. Okay, get some feedback from people. Okay, that give them permission to be honest with you. Okay, to be able to say tough things to you if, if they need to. Most of us 
tend to be pretty easily offended these days. People are offended by everything in our country anymore. And, and so I'd say put on your big boy pants and just allow somebody to speak some truth into your life, okay? Um, yeah. Because we, we all have these blind spots. There's things that we, we think we, we know, but, but we really don't because we don't see it. There's the, these blind spots. And so if somebody's kind of helping us see those blind spots, that's going to help us know. Before this series, we went through the, the book of Second Timothy. And uh, it was Paul just writing to Timothy to encourage him. And, uh, you know, because it was a hard situation, but he was also giving him some things that, hey, this is probably some areas you need to think about or some areas to work on, some things that you haven't done quite right yet. And you need to keep working on those as a minister. So talk to other people. Second thing, check your fruit. Okay? Paul gave us this cool little measuring stick to see how we're doing in our, our quest to live a, a Spirit-filled life. Okay? Uh, Galatians 5.22 and 23, it's the fruit of the Spirit. And it goes like this, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. Okay? How, how is your spiritual crop coming along? Okay, I, I have a pumpkin crop this year. Uh, last year at the end of the season, I, I took our pumpkins and went out in the backyard and just rolled them down the hill. Okay, uh, so about a month ago, I was down there and I'm like, there's pumpkin vines growing down here. And then I remembered, oh, yeah, I threw my pumpkins down there. And, and so I, I looked around and, and uh, I, I have a crop of two pumpkins. <laughs> And uh, they're growing pretty good. They're both about like this size, and one of them's starting to turn orange and everything. Um, and so that was fun stuff. But it's, it's accidental fruit, okay? It was not because of anything I did. The, you know, the pumpkin rotted and left its seeds behind, and eventually it took root and started to grow. In, in your quest to live by the Spirit, are, are you producing fruit as a result of walking with the Spirit? Or is any fruit that comes your way just kind of an accident, like my pumpkins were? And so, so we can do a checklist. This is one checklist we can go through, these fruits of the Spirit. How is your love? Okay, Is your love for people growing? Or, or is kind of anger and bitterness tend to kind of push that love aside? You know, how are you doing in that? How is your joy? You know, if, if we're living by the Spirit, there's a, we'll have a joy in our life that, that's there regardless of our circumstances. You still have this kind of joy of Jesus that's shining through. How's your peace? Okay, do you have peace that, in your life that, that comes from the Spirit, or are you always kind of uncontent? Just not happy. Um, how's your patience? Okay, this is usually one of the hardest ones, right? Uh, every year at the beginning of the year when I tell people to pick out their word for the year, one of the top ones is patience because that's, that's a hard one, isn't it? And, and so see how you're doing in patience. Uh, how's your kindness? Are, are you kind to people or, or are you ready to just kind of rip heads off? You know, I, I, I'm telling you, there are some mean Christians out there. Uh, but, but I don't think there are mean Christians who are fully living by the Spirit. And so it's a test of fruit. How's your goodness? 
Okay, we, we, we all know people who are just good people, right? Just, man, they're just so good. It doesn't mean they're perfect people and, uh, and they are need, in need of God's grace, just like everyone else is, but they're good people. They're always helping others. And so ask yourself, how, how's my goodness? How's your faithfulness? Are you, are you faithful to God through, through thick or thin? Is your faith growing or is it, is it more just kind of stagnant? Not doing much. Keep going through the list. How's your gentleness? How's your self-control? Have you ever thought about the fact that, that being self-controlled is actually a product, a byproduct of, of fruit of the Spirit? So, so check your fruit. And then the third one I want to point out is just be honest with yourself. I just felt like I needed to put this one in there because I think there's a part of this where you know if you're living a Spirit-filled life. You know if you're, you're holding parts of your life back, okay? You, you, you might be trying to fool yourself, and you, and you might be fooling some of the people around you, but you know, and deep, deep down, you know if you're really allowing the Holy Spirit to work in your life. You know if you kind of keep Him tucked away in your pocket and then pull Him out when, when it's time and when you need Him or you need help. It's like, okay, help, I, I need you now. Be honest with yourself. Do, do you feel like you're living a Spirit-filled life? You know, when Jesus was with His disciples during the last week before He was killed, He, he taught them lots of things, but, but then He showed them what it would look like to follow Him. Okay, He, he showed them by, by symbolically washing their feet. You guys remember that story. They're, they're dirty dusty, smelly feet. And then after he had done that, he said to them in John thirteen seventeen, now that you know these things, you will be blessed if you do them. Okay, that's the kind of life you need to live to follow me. And so earlier we said that being filled with God's Word is a way to be filled with the Spirit. Well, we know that Jesus said because we have his word, we know that he said that you know this it's about serving others. And, and so we know that any spirit filled life is going to to involve helping and serving others, right? We don't have to ask that. We know it. It's right there. Next week we're going to have a chance to, to show our, our community what it looks like for a church to, to live by the Spirit. And and we'll be doing the, the big serve. It's a day that's all about service. Uh, in your bulletins, uh, there's a list of a variety of jobs that's designed for, for everybody to, to be able to serve Christ, okay? Uh, some are out in the community. We also bring some projects here uh, to the church for those who are, it's harder to get out to the community. Um, we have, uh, in years past, we've, we've got t-shirts. We didn't get new t-shirts this year, but if you have a t-shirt, go ahead and wear that next week. If you don't have one, just if you have a red shirt, wear that or just wear whatever. It's not a big deal, but um, just details. Remember, it's a, a different kind of Sunday, so we won't have our regular service. We'll meet here at 9 o'clock, and we'll have a, a devotional time. We'll, we'll pray together, and then we'll take the Lord's Supper, and then we'll go out and serve. Um, we'll meet back here. The last couple of years, we did a community meal together. This year, we're just doing a meal back here at the church. 
um, at noon. So it'd just be a light meal, sandwiches and, and that kind of thing. And so just it's fun to get, come back together after the end of the day. Um, there are sign-up sheets uh, on the table in the lobby for, for the different projects. If you have questions, um, talk to me. Um, parents with small kids, we're, we're going to do things a little differently this year. Uh, we won't be just saying, Katie, take my kids <laughs> this year. Um, but we're, we have some projects kind of designed for family stuff. So we'd like at least one parent to be with each kid as they do projects. There's some on there that will say kind of family-oriented. And so that, I think that will be a lot of fun to do that. Um, but it's going to be a great day as, as a church family. We, we've done this uh, probably seven years now. And and uh, there's three or four churches in the community that are doing it with us now too. It was interesting. We saw a thing on the news this week that there's a church in Pittsburgh doing a service day like this. And uh, guess what they called it? The Big Serve. I'm like, they stole that from us. I'm like... I thought, no, that's cool. Other people are doing this. So, so it's a cool thing to get out there in the community and, and serve. And so let's do that next Sunday and have a great time. So once again, I want to read our, our verse in Ephesians five fifteen through 18. Be very careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of, most of every opportunity because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. Do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled with the Spirit. So, to be under the influence, not of worldly things, but under the influence of God living in us through the Holy Spirit. You know, I've said it before during this series, but but it blows me away to think how amazing and awesome it is that God came up with this plan to to live inside of us. God in His infinite wisdom and power came came up with this way to, to be inside of imperfect people and to use imperfect people. And I believe He has incredible things in store for us if we're willing to truly say, I want to live a life of being completely filled with Your Spirit. Friends, it's the best life that we can live. It's a Spirit-filled life, not just a little bit to our feet or up to our knees or to our waist or up to our chest, but completely filled up. And if we're doing that, just look out, world. Okay, Look out, Satan. Get out of the way and let God work. Let's all seek to live a Spirit-filled life. I want to pray for you guys. Lord, I'm thankful for this group that is gathered here this morning. And I know that, that you wanted us here to, to hear what you have to say. And, and I pray that every one of us will say, I, I want to live a, a life fully filled up with you inside of me. And to know what that looks like. And to, to daily say, fill me up, Lord, fill me. From my feet to my head. And, and I pray that, 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 that your spirit will just overflow to those around me. Lord, we love you so much. Thank you for Jesus. It's in your name we pray. Amen.